Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. It's the Late Show Pod Show with Folks, you know, I spend most of my time right over there wandering the story market, picking out the finest, most topical Kelly bronze news turkey, the brightest, most exquisite Yukon gold potatoes, and the ripest McFarland cranberries, then preparing and assembling them all into the spectacular classic Thanksgiving spread that is my nightly monologue. But sometimes, just, just sometimes, folks, I crash a stolen cable service van into a condemned middle school cafeteria, scrape together some discarded fruit by the foot, expired yoo-hoo, and what is either an old slice of bread or a falling ceiling tile, and slap it all together to serve the assembled raccoons the demented outlaw picnic of news that is my segment. Meanwhile... You know what? Meanwhile, it's what's for dinner. It's America's way to play. Meanwhile, musician DJ Khaled is offering fans a unique chance to book an Airbnb stay in his shoe closet. (laughs) It's perfect for anyone who loves the smell of sweaty feet and being woken up by a man screaming his own name. (laughs) Meanwhile, Belgium is struggling to incinerate all of the cocaine it seized in yet another record year. Well, there's an easy fix. If they're struggling to keep up, Give the people running the incinerator cocaine. (laughs) They will not sleep until the job is done. (laughs) Meanwhile, after a series of very public setbacks, Elon Musk's 2022 wealth loss exceeds $100 billion. Listen, Elon, I know belt tightening is no fun, but you're not alone in these tough economic times, okay? All of us are having to cut back on how many cars we shoot into space. (laughs) Meanwhile, an earbud piece was stuck in a British man's ear for five years. And that whole time, it was playing one extended fish solo. (laughs) Here's what happened. A little piece of an earbud popped off in the man's ear, and after five years of suffering from hearing loss he purchased a home endoscope kit, and the tiny camera alerted him to a small white object inside his ear, so he visited an ear, nose, and throat surgeon who was able to remove the offending object. So I just need to fix that headline. It should read, Dumbass refuses to go to a doctor for five years in England where it's free. Yet, dummy, 
Meanwhile, a Bavarian man now holds the Guinness World Record for assembling the largest collection of Rubik's Cubes or rotating puzzles in the world that can solve one in 40 seconds. In fact, the only puzzle he hasn't solved is loneliness. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the Federal Highway Administration has reportedly ordered new Jersey officials to stop putting up cute and funny message boards with in-your-face safety warnings such as, get your head out of your apps, or nice car, did it come with a turn signal? The FHA is requiring that from now on, the signs use only serious jokes like, why did the chicken cross the road? Because its car was impounded after blowing a .18 on the breathalyzer. Also, the chicken's wife left him. Meanwhile, in fancy food news, the New York Times has given a rare four-star review to a new sushi restaurant that it describes as maybe the only restaurant in New York that will slip cod semen into the middle of a very expensive tasting menu. And that is the most upsetting maybe I've ever seen. (laughs) I hope New York waiters will understand when, for the rest of my life, I say, just in case, hold the cod semen. Coming up, Billy Eichner. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, my friends. Oh, my friends. You know my first guest tonight from Difficult People and Billy on the Street. He is now co-written, executive produced, and stars in Bros. You like dumb guys. What? Yeah, you heard me. I see what you like. You like these big, like, bro-y, like, meathead idiots. Oh, is that what you like, Aaron? Yeah, you want to play with the big boys, huh? Oh, look, Aaron, they're fighting. You want to be in the fight? Yeah, you like that? Hey. Yeah, I can be tough. Oh, wow. I can be tough like your boys. Yeah. Oh, that's what you like, huh? Oh, now you're on my blanket, bro. Yeah, yeah, get on my blanket, bro. Oh, now you want on my big blanket? Now you want to be on my big blanket? I can be aggressive. Oh, there you are. There you are. I can be... Yeah? Oh, yeah. What's going on? Boys, oh. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Billy Eichner. Hello, New York City! Hello. Please take a seat. Lovely to, lovely to see you. Lovely to see you, too. Thank you for dressing appropriately. You're yes. my first autumnal guest. I know, it's very Nancy Myers. You know? I wish there was a bowl of lemons next to you. Yes, why are we still standing, please? Uh, <laughs> You know, we're just that excited to see each other. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Very excited for your film. Congratulations. You You are the executive producer 
co-writer and star in the first big-budget major motion picture studio gay rom-com available only in theaters. Yes. It's the, we gotta go. This is an honest-to-God movie yes. rom-com. Yes. Thank you. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm Hell so, of a milestone. I'm so excited about it. It's the first gay rom-com ever made by a major studio. The entire cast is all openly LGBTQ actors. That's um, nice. Yeah. Here's what, I, here's what I like. But what I've yes. seen so far, because I've not seen the entire film, but I'm mm-hmm. fancy, I've seen some of it, is that, okay, rom-coms, mm-hmm. uh, big budget, major motion picture studio rom-coms. Yes. Okay. Uh, they often have the rom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't bring the com. Yes. Okay, this yes. has the rom and the com. It does. I made the movie with A lot the, of com. Uh, there's so much com. So much calm. It doesn't overpower the rom, though. No, it doesn't. It's very rommy. No, we all love calm. I prefer calm. It makes the rom better. It does. Yeah, because you feel more comfortable with the rom the when you go like, calm, oh, but they're also calm. The more calm, the more satisfied I am. Yes. Yes. I agree. Um, I did. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah, hungry. Yes. Calm all over me. Um, but, um,. I made the movie... Oh, calm down, my God. Let's all be adults here. Sure. Uh, there is a lot of comedy. I made the movie with Judd Apatow and Nick Stoller. Yep. They made some of the funniest movies of all time. Yep. Bridesmaids, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. But there's never been one like that about a gay couple. So I'm very proud to be a part of it. I really think it's the best thing I've ever done. Was it a hard sell, like, to get, uh, a again, a major motion picture studio to yes. do the first gay Rom-com. Yes, I mean, the same studio that makes Jurassic World and Minions and Fast and the Furious is making this R-rated gay rom-com. But I think they, by the time they bought it, they were excited about it. It definitely took Hollywood over 100 years to sure. get here. <laughs> but sure. by the time they bought it, they said, yeah, we want this. And, you know, mm-hmm. our whole focus was making it as funny as possible mm-hmm. and as honest as possible. Okay, yeah. so the, the 2022 has been a, a bit of a milestone for this because you have the first major motion picture gay rom-com available in uh, theaters. Only in theaters, uh, Only yes. in theaters. Uh, there was Fire Island on Hulu earlier yes. in this year. Do you see yeah. this going in the right direction? I hope so. I love romantic comedies, you know, and I grew even up... Even from as a kid? Even as a kid, I remember going to see a Moonstruck with my parents and When Harry Met Sally and Working Girl and, and Pretty Woman, you know? I, I love Brokeback Mountain. It's a masterpiece. I've seen it once. You've got mail I've seen 50 times, you know? So, like, those are the movies that I love, and they made me want to be in movies. I never saw a lot of gay folks in those movies, but I think people have forgotten how much fun it is to go to a movie like that and laugh with hundreds of other people and escape the world and just feel good about life. So I'm very excited about it. Now, thank you. You, t- you talk about something like Brokeback Mountain, which people take very, very seriously. Yeah. You know, it's, a very, it's a very important film. And it yes. was a fine film. And it was. It was yes. a fine film. It was an important film. Mm-hmm. But does it bother you at all that people don't take, and I, this is a strange sentence, mm-hmm. that people don't take comedy seriously? Comedy is so hard, you know? Um, and I love Brokeback Mountain. It moves me. But I can tell you that writing bros is the most challenging thing I ever did, you what, know? What was hard about it? Well, you know, writing jokes is a hard thing to do. I'm familiar. Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah. it's weird that we don't we don't respect comedies in the same way. But is it kind of important not to get respect as a comedian? Is it? It's kind of important for. I know. Like, yeah. I guess... Mad Magazine was printed on pulp paper for a reason. They I'm so be glad you brought up Mad Magazine, Stephen. 
Um, but uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, I love making people laugh. I rather make people laugh. Like all the movies we get are very, in movie theaters at least, are very gritty. Yep. You know, they're very dark. We live in a very cynical world. So I want to, like, bring people to the movie theater and make them feel good about life, you know, laugh with each other. We need that now. We really do. Talk about feeling good for a second. Yeah. I, have a, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. I have a bone to pick with you about the premise of that scene. It's a very funny scene that we just mm-hmm. saw. Okay. Is that, oh, you want to play with the big boys or whatever? You're a big boy. You're, like, you're fit. You're handsome. You're, you, you've, you've got uh, a certain rugged machismo. <laughs> well, thank you, Stephen. Yes. Um, uh, we can star in the next gay rom-com together. I would like that. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, mm-hmm. But I think my character in the movie is obsessed with a certain type of conventional masculinity sure. that he doesn't represent. You know, he mm-hmm. was never the jock. He was never the bro. And he's falling for a guy who is infatuated with that sort of bro-y behavior. And yes. I don't think that's exclusive to gay men. I think everyone kind of puts this sort of traditional masculinity on a pedestal. Sure. Do you? Do um, you? I mean, have you... Is I, that I think I have you? struggled with that. Yeah, yeah, not so much anymore. But when I was younger, I think, you know, gay men in particular... You know, I never had an issue being gay, but when I was younger especially, I wanted to be a man. You know, you wanted to be masculine, and we were very drawn to that sort of behavior. What was your image? Like, in your mind, what was the icon of that? Um, You know, I grew up with, you know, uh, Marky Mark in Calvin Klein ads. Sure, of course. And Abercrombie and Fitch, you know, where you would go and there'd be, like, a man with a six-pack greeting you at the door. Yes. And I was like, I'm just here to buy, like, you know, husky jeans. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because I I, I found that dispiriting when I was younger. Yes, exactly. I'm never going to look like that. So we had all those images in our head, and I think it's it's tough to rewire yourself, you know? And Mm -hmm. so we're still, I think, obsessed with it a bit as a culture. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I will ask Billy what it was like to shoot this film in his hometown of New York City. Stick around. I want to talk about a, a sexy, sexy man that you spent some time yes. out on the street with. This yeah. is the first Billy on the street in three years. And out there to support Bros, which is the first big-budget, major motion picture <laughs> studio <laughs> yes. film available in theaters yes, that's a gay Steven. rom-com, Thank you. Yes. is uh, you and our good friend, Paul Rudd. Yeah. The reigning... Mm-hmm. I want to point out, I want to remind everybody, mm-hmm. I remind everybody out there that he is the reigning people's sexiest man alive. He's a very sexy man. We just put out today the first Billy on the Street video in three years. Right. And was it good to be on the street and doing that again? It was. I love New York. I love being out there. Paul's one of the best guests we've ever had. It's everywhere online if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so fun. He's fearless. Yep. You know, a lot of the other actors we have, you you did it and you were wonderful. Fearful. I was absolutely um, fearful. No, you were not fearful, but yes. sometimes we have actors who are scared to talk to the people on the street, but Paul just goes for it. He's amazing. Now, uh, as uh, people, do you, some people did not accept him as people's sexiest man alive because they're like, uh, I, I want somebody a little bit, a little bit more perhaps in that that stereotypical uh, really? uh, uh, tab hunter man oh, on a pedestal. Tab hunter? Sure. Wow, you're going way back. Sure. Well, yeah. you know, I'm older than you are. Yes, I, I mean, okay. tab, <laughs> tab hunter well, was a very McConaughey. sexy man. How about McConaughey? McConaughey. I, he's a very sexy... Paul Rudd is so sexy, I though. agree. I think he's very sexy. He achieved the sexiness on the show. This is where it was announced. Yes. <laughs> Quick question, and I don't know the answer to this. Has there been a gay sexiest man alive? You know, I'm not sure... I don't think there has been, 
I'm sure there've been a few who've been in the closet, but I don't know about, you know, openly gay. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Maybe this. Maybe, maybe next year. Maybe the pink maybe. Teletubby. I don't know. You know, he was gay. Maybe or... Billy Eichner next year. I don't think that will happen. Why but not thank Billy you. Eichner next well, year? Well, you know what? Why not Billy Eichner? Yes. Why not? You are Billy the Eichner? star yeah. of the first. Say it again. Big budget, the major motion picture. Yes. Rom-com. Motion gay picture rom-com. in theaters yes. only. Yes. Okay, so. You, you shot the film here in New York City, which is yeah. your hometown. How important is that to you to be able to come back here and, and to was, do this milestone back in your in It your was beautiful. Own... It really was, you know? And I'm like a very neurotic, gay, Jewish, native New Yorker. You know, I don't, I don't take a lot of time to appreciate things sometimes as they're happening, but um, there was a moment when we were shooting a scene on the Upper West Side right outside of Central Park, and, and it reminded me of all those rom-coms I grew up loving that, that took place in New York, all those Nora Ephron movies, you know? where Harry met Sally, they're walking in Central Park, and Moonstruck and Working Girl, these are all New York-based movies. But I sat there and I thought, you know, we're doing, we're going through all of those motions, but I'm doing it on my own terms as a gay man, you know, with another gay man. And, and we've really never seen that on the big screen in this way, and it was, I, I'm so grateful, and I get very emotional talking about it, but um, it's, it was magical. Well, you have to run off now, I know. We gotta let you go. Yeah. We gotta get you getting very close here. Getting yeah. very close here. Getting you've got to you've got to dash out of here because you're going to the premiere tonight. We have of the Bros. New York premiere tonight. Uh, not to be even more sentimental, but the premiere of Bros tonight in New York is at the theater where I saw You've Got Mail over 20 years ago. Wow. And wow. Um, that's pretty amazing. So have you perfected your humble uh, accepting of compliments face, like emotion? <laughs> I'm very bad at that, Let actually. Let me try it. Okay, okay, ready? Yes. Billy, oh my God, I loved your movie so much. It is so Rami and so Kami at the same time. Yes. And it, it, I, I, I so understand why you are the executive producer, co-writer, and star of the first... Big budget, major, major motion, studio, studio gay, gay rom-com. rom-com Congratulations, it's a wonderful film. Thank you so much. I, I'm so glad that you like my com. Bros is in theaters next Friday. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. CBS Sunday, after The Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday, after The Equalizer, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.